Hi, this is Dr. David Moffat, the coach, consultant, and owner of The Ultimate Patient Experience, and you are listening to hashtag POD Podcasts of Dentistry with Dr. Panks. This is sponsored by Rocketbook at podcastofdentistry.com slash rocketbook. I hate wasting paper and if I could, I would not use pen and paper at all. But I love the feeling of writing with a pen and a nice paper. Somehow I feel connected to it. But I always hated the fact that I cannot bring my ideas to the digital world. Now Rocketbook is the exact amalgamation of both the physical and the virtual world. Here's how it works. You can draw or write on the Rocketbook. Take a picture with the Rocketbook app and magically it cleans the picture and sends it to Google Drive, Evernote, Dropbox, OneDrive, OneNote, Slack, Box, iMessage or even classic email. Just configure the symbol once. That's it. Everything goes to where you choose it to go. When done, you can use a moist paper towel and you can erase it only to be used again, simply saving paper. Head over to podcastofdentistry.com slash rocketbook. Today is a very special episode about what we are facing. Yes, you guessed it right, COVID-19. So I'm bringing you an expert to talk all about COVID-19, how to prevent and how to tie it across this pandemic. His name is Dr. Raghunath Putoya. He has a long list of achievements and I would only say this, what he says and talks about the viruses and the precautions, he says that with a solid foundation. If you're interested in his credentials, he'll speak about them in first few minutes of the podcast. And if you already know him, you might want to skip a few minutes. This podcast was recorded a day ago on 18th March 2020. So some numbers mentioned will change. Please keep that in mind while taking some decisions based on the information of this podcast. Dr. Putaya shares all the information and suggestions and discussions to prevent COVID. I personally think the next two weeks are the most crucial. But who am I to predict that? Anyways, why don't we listen to Dr. Putaya share all what he has to share. I've posted a COVID-19 mind map also for you to download at podcastofdentistry.com slash COVID mind map. I hope we all take adequate steps to make sure we all tie across this pandemic safely. Please reach out to us at podcastofdentistry.com slash Facebook. Without further ado, Dr. Raghunath Pataya. <laughs> yeah. So for people who don't know you, uh, why don't you just tell them so that people take you really seriously and what you're doing, you know, with us today. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Dingra, I'm, as you know, I'm actually a graduate from India. I graduated in 1983 from the University of Mysore uh, mm. as a dentist. And then I was in private practice in, in India for a couple of years, and then I joined the Indian Council of Medical Research and the WHO on a, uh, uh, and I was stationed at Kidwai Cancer Institute. It's a regional cancer institute for India, the second largest one. 
And my job was, <clears throat> as a research officer, I was an research officer dentist, my, but my job was as an epidemiologist and mm. a clinician. So I was actually a shoe leather epidemiologist going to 72 villages and at their doorsteps examining patients for oral cancers and precancers. Mm. After I finished, uh, you know, three years of that, I screened about 30,000 people in those three years. After that, I came to the University of Alabama, did a master's in epidemiology. And since I was a dentist, they said, why don't you do a dental public health uh, residency? And then they offered it to mm -hmm. me. I did that. But that was a time when HIV and AIDS was really becoming the pandemic. Yeah. <clears throat> and they... Johnson & Johnson had called for a postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio Dental School. Mm -hmm. yeah. And basically the father of dental infection control, uh, Dr. Mm. James A. Caton, he selected me as the first candidate for the fellowship in the country. And wow. for the next four years, I did my postdoctoral fellowship out there. It was a uh, in the school, uh, highly clinical, highly didactic and I had an advisory board that actually worked with me there were people uh, from uh, you know Jim Crawford from North Carolina all the leaders in infection control mm -hmm. and uh, Walter Bond from CDC so these people actually trained me in what I am and once I was done with my fellowship I took up a tenure track faculty job at uh, the dental school in Dallas, which is mm -hmm. uh, Texas A&M College of Dentistry, or it used to be called Baylor College of Dentistry. Mm. And I joined there in <clears throat> a late 96, early 97. It blends in, you know, pretty much. <laughs> and I, I retired last year in September as a fully tenured professor. And my job has been a very strong clinical job, but I've been teaching uh, infection control, OSHA, and HIPAA all around the world. I serve as the scientific director for the International College of Dentists for the worldwide dental safety programs. In other words, I have to travel to those countries and train a handful of people to be experts for their country. Okay. I've mm -hmm. done a lot of federal grants, industry grants, uh, I've been in a reviewer for the Journal of American Medical, American Dental Association, Journal of Dental Education. Uh, I'm a ad hoc, uh, you know, editor at large for the Journal of De uh, Contemporary Dental Practice. Mm. So, yeah, I've been doing quite a bit, and I also own an educational company now. We train, we educate people in infection control, OSHA and HIPAA. We do it uh, through Zoom live videos, you know, yeah. office by office. And uh, for those who want us, I mean, if I want me to come and do it in office, I do that too. And my company is uh, <clears throat> OSHA for Dental LLC. You know, we can, I'll share uh, the link to it later during the day. Yeah, I think, so um, in short, that is what I am. Yeah. Oh no. Um, well, it's not in short. I think um, it take you all those years and <laughs> to get you here. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, for those, uh, I, I 
know Dr. Pattaya only through uh, Facebook and uh, we connected uh, for my audience and we have uh, in a way some common friends my teachers were his co- uh, colleagues so basically we are in a similar area uh, similar people uh, and uh, more or less we connected here uh, as friends and colleagues uh, thank you uh, thank you Dr. Pattaya for uh, sharing all that if somebody has any doubts about uh, Dr. Pattaya's credentials please uh, shut down this podcast and go home um, I think he's got he's done more than enough uh, so please uh, tell us a little bit about uh, I don't want to go into the epidemiology because I know dentists are not interested in epidemiology sure. you know uh, sure. Sure. people are interested in uh, you know the key facts about uh, coronavirus uh, why is it uh, different than uh, any other flu virus what we have uh, and why can't we get a flu vaccine and be done with it you know why is it taking that long to to contain sure. it basically I mean, let me give up Yeah, what I'll do is I'll just give a very simple structured overview because we're all professionals, yeah. you know. Tomorrow, sure, sure. we run into a patient who is a virologist and asks us, what do you know about, <laughs> you know, COVID? We don't want to look silly. So let's go off here. So uh, the sources of coronavirus is basically animals, you know. Camels, okay. you know, cattle, cats, bats, and humans, of course, now. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, there are seven types of coronaviruses okay <clears throat> but three of them um, are of uh, concern to me basically the mers the sars and the current sars uh, coronavirus 2 it's called or it's now called covid so mm-hmm. basically uh, these are zoonotic diseases they exotic zoonotic diseases they normally spread between animals Mm. but when we encroach onto the animals you know habitat we get either bit by a bat or we pick it up from a camel or something we don't know and we get it so now what concerns us the most is this is now a human to human spread uh, mm. disease okay <clears throat> so uh most of my sources of uh, information are either the centers for infectious diseases research and policy the mm-hmm. centers for disease control who mm-hmm. then i actually look into uh, many countries ministries of health you know for example china this time has come out with the ministry of health china has come out with quite a bit uh, mm. of uh, really good information <clears throat> so um, worldwide we've already covered i mean crossed 160,000 people with over you know 6,000 deaths in the us you know it's every day it keeps changing right right three days ago yeah. it was three days ago it was 3000 uh, infected and 60 de- died today it's over 4000 something and it's already reached 100 wow wow so the exponential growth is very huge in in this uh, i think <coughs> they say that the fatality uh, case fatality rate as we say or the death rate uh, is anywhere between 1 to 4% but that is among the diagnosed cases ah okay you know, okay the identified okay. cases so we don't know how many have been misidentified and died but at least once we start doing the surveillance we'll get to know the number better the older the more frail you are if you're more immunocompromised you're more susceptible to dying 
not getting mm. the disease. Anybody is susceptible to get uh, getting the disease, but dying are the people with underlying conditions, age, and so on. Okay. Now the um, roots. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interfere here. Uh, so that's a very key, important point because I was reading through four-person mortality rate, but I think you put a very big asterisk there, saying that uh, for the people who are diagnosed. uh people who are not diagnosed can also uh die uh as you're saying exactly. but w- won't they be diagnosed anyways uh you know unfortunately um after for example somebody who is not diagnosed who passes away who passed away uh would won't they be still considered to be uh in or counted towards the mortality Uh, of I mean, no, I mean, yeah see that the thing is <clears throat> if you're living in a rural area okay okay I'm not talking of the US per se but if just think about in India mm. the guys you know living in a place where it's all already I mean it takes him two hours to get to a taluk headquarters or a small uh, uh, you know what you call a county health sector yeah what if they die yeah as if the medical doctor is going to come there do an autopsy on him no they're not going to do that uh, he will okay. not even be considered a case until and unless uh, they actually do the test and find positive tests you know uh, okay. and then once he tests positive and then uh, they can say okay he could have died because of that <clears throat> now But, what about what about so, the countries in the us then uh, what about people in us they have relatively more Um, so here it is it is considered a reportable disease of course okay so anybody who falls sick these is with certain signs and symptoms they will have to be um they will have to be uh tested okay and then then goes on and then registered if they are positive hmm. you know and after which if they die they can say that they died because of this given the condition okay okay yeah hmm. You know, when it started in November, when I was telling people, boss, this looks like the SARS number two has come into the picture. And mm. I really am worried about it because, you know, when, in 2002, when SARS hit the U.S., yeah. the SARS actually brought the world to a halt in 2002, 2002-2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We couldn't travel. Schools were shut down. Offices were shut down. In our dental school, we had to, they wanted to shut it down. But I said, how can you shut it down except for oral surgery? You know, let's maintain a skeletal crew, you know, mm. for each department. Then we had students come through in rotations and we taught them how to use personal protective equipment and everything. Then they also said, oh, it's only going to be droplets. And I said, none of these will be droplets because when a person coughs or sneezes, not all particulate matter are less than 5 microns in diameter if it's 5 microns or more in diameter it is gravity dependent and it settles to the ground or onto okay. a person hmm. if it is less than 5 microns in diameter it is light enough to float and wow. stay in the ambient air forever for hours so that is called a bio aerosol So I told the people, I mean, that's what they say. It's only going to be droplets. And I'll tell you one thing. In two weeks, they'll say, we saw cases where nobody was coughing, but they, it, they were just breathing the air. Okay. You know? Okay, yeah. So yeah. that changes the whole scenario. You know, if it is droplets, you can stay six feet away from a person 
and still kind of protect yourself. But okay. if it's bioaerosols, you'll be breathing it anyway. So it's be it's going to be stationed in your air. So mm. the uh, the roots of I mean the possible transmission is through droplets, contact, you know, fomites. Yeah. Like if somebody coughs and it falls on the on a surface and you by chance touch it with your hands and then touch your eyes, you can pick it up that way. Yeah. But what for me, I mean, what concerns me the most is bioaerosols. It being aerosolized and staying in the air for hours and hours on end. Okay, that you cannot, you know, sequester people by distance. Right, right. That means, yeah, yeah you have to put mm. them in an airtight chamber, and that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for dentistry, you know, uh, you know, one of the, I mean, then the the common signs, now common symptoms are there could or needn't be fever. That's the funny part of this one. Because mm. they're already transmitting the viruses. They're shedding the viruses even without a high fever. Okay, okay, okay. Before the, uh, the clinical uh, symptoms, uh, I mean, before the, they can clinically be detected or, you know, mm. they're already spreading the virus. That's a funny part. Okay. In mm. SARS, you used to have... Uh, temperature and then that's when they would be shedding the virus okay okay they so shed here, the virus when the viral so, load becomes high yeah so here so, uh, potentially a patient would walk into the clinic and he has no signs of uh, uh, big coughing or you know uh, no fever for sure uh, but he's just right. Uh, you know, sneezed once, just regularly, you'll think, okay, he's just sneezed, whatever, you know, but it could be a bio-aerosol, which would stay in the air for hours and hours together, and we are obviously breathing that, uh, and that can Correct. cause uh, the spread of, uh, okay, 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 that's uh, sure. scary, actually. And then, uh, then, when they start developing, you know, symptoms, signs and symptoms, myalgia, you know, body aches, Difficulty in breathing, mm. respiratory distress, they can't breathe, they have to be put onto a ventilator. This thing can happen, you know, as early as eight days okay. from when they pick it up. Mm. Then some people say they could be coughing dry, but uh, that again is with sputum or without sputum. That's a, that's a toss-up again. There's nothing okay. you know, definitive about it. So uh, the ones who fall sick, some of them can, they might need immediate tertiary care, like being put in an ICU with a respirator because they can't breathe. Mm. Wow. You know? Wow. Wow. And that is so, usually, uh, that that usually happens in, uh, I'm presuming in more immunocompromised patients, uh, like uh, frail patients or, uh, do you think diabetic patients are equally... Uh, Equally susceptible. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uncontrolled diabetes. How about, how about uncol like um, uh, cancer patients? Cancer patients, patients who have come out of uh, you know uh, chemotherapy, hmm. you know radiotherapy. All these patients okay. fall under immuno. I mean, any condition which suppresses your immune system. Think about it. Hmm. Can be. Yeah. Any chronic ailment, even if there's a major micro, uh, micronutrient deficiency, that mm. can cause your immune system to be suppressed. 
Wow. Now, in yeah. a healthy person, uh, in a healthy person, Franks, think about it. <coughs> Monday morning, Monday morning, after mm. the weekend, we feel nice and refreshed. We go to work. Mm. By the time you put in about eight to ten hours every day, come back home. You know, play with your kids, take care of your kids, cook your food, do your dishes, do your clothes, clean your house, walk your dogs. You come to Friday morning, you're already dying, right? <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why do yeah. you feel like you're tired? At that time of the week, possibly you're a lot more immunocompromised than a Monday morning. Oh, makes so, sense. It could be a healthy person. It could be a small phase of a week. Mm. You know. <coughs> so uh, those are some of the things you know uh, which we need to be worried about. Now, control measures. Control measures. Uh, there are multiple things you need to do. Okay. I'm not talking for social living or going doing your groceries or for a common citizen. I'm talking of people involved in the profession of dentistry. Dentists, dental hygienists, dental assistants, dental lab technicians, um, you know, front office yeah. people. All of them, yeah. it's only for them. And I'm only going to talk, talk about dentistry. If you ask me about anything else about social living, I'll tell people, run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> Don't for listen the hills, to me, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. or go find Ugwe. You know, you know who Ugwe is. No, you know in the Kung Fu Panda. Okay, that guy who's the, the grandmaster, the turtle who passed on. Yeah, and oh, he's yeah. there. That yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the grandmaster Ugwe. Go to Ugwe <laughs> and ask him. He'll tell you what else you can do. <laughs> okay, got it. But for I dentistry, I, ca- I consider myself at least. Partially close enough to Ugwe, but not dead as yet. So, <laughs> so, so there are basically yeah. four, four major items you got to consider, you know, mm. in infection control, especially mm. for this uh, thing. Number one is communication. Okay. Communication with the patient. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Communication. You must be proactive. In other words, for all the scheduled patients at least, you need to call them at least a day before and confirm that they are not sick. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Them- right here. What if my what if some patients just want to get some work done just because they are what they sure. are, you know? And then right. they say, you know what? That's- I'm fine. They could lie, right? Um, <laughs> how do you how right, do you happen- figure that out? So when they come in, you can ask them if they're feeling okay. So that's the next one. On your door itself, you can post also for walk-ins, people who are going to be just doing a walk-in. You know, yeah. post a notice on the door saying that if you're not feeling well or if you've been exposed to uh, anybody who's uh, been sick, have, if yeah. you've been hospitalized recently or if you've been mm. to any of those uh, high uh, hard zones, you know, please call us back and schedule. You know, okay. until and unless it's an emergency, if it's a true yeah. emergency, then, sure. uh, yeah, that that you can do. Then on your website itself, you know, your department, your company website or your dental clinic's website, you need to go ahead and uh, uh, put a notice on the website, like you know, on the ticker tape, if you want to. If you're not yeah. feeling well, please do not 
come into the clinic for care because most dental care is elective. But if you're in yeah. pain, you can call us and we can try and schedule you in. If you have a scheduled appointment and you're not feeling well, please call us and we can reschedule it. Okay? Got it. That's another thing. <clears throat> then suppose everybody skips in and they come into the front sign-in area. Yeah. During these times, you may want to hand them a small form with the same questions they can fill out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mm. also, and also there you can have a small plug which says if you're not feeling well, please don't, uh, please uh, go home and you can always call us and reschedule. Right, right. That's not, I mean, mm. unless it's an emergency. Sure. <laughs> Most of what the government, the CDC, the uh, dental association say is a lot of dentistry is elective. Right. And some of those elective procedures will create splash or spatter or bioaerosols. Hmm. Right? Right, right, right. Try to control or reduce those procedures. Okay. You can still be open. You can handle emergencies. You can handle pain. You can handle other items. You know, <clears throat> you want to take x-rays? Sure, go ahead and take x-rays. Do your diagnostic workup. Schedule your patients for the next few days. Okay. You know, if, if somebody needs a tooth extracted without, you know, not as a surgical extraction where you have to use a handpiece and, and a coolant, okay. you can go ahead and, you know, do a regular manual extraction of that thing. Suppose, yeah. you know, you just, uh, somebody's uh, crown has fallen off. You can re-cement the crown or make a temporary crown for that without doing a prep. You see? Got it. Mm. Like mm. a kid comes, uh, you know, a pediatric, a case comes in and says, <clears throat> um, you know, my silver crown has fallen off. Sure. You can either pull the tooth out or you can place another <laughs> silver crown. You don't need you don't need to go and prep the tooth, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, anything, anything which uh, increases bioaerosols, try to control it. You can postpone long-standing hygiene cases where they need to use an ultrasonic or a piezo scaler. Got it. If it is, if it is a follow-up thing, which is a regular patient follow-up, every six months they come for profi. At that time, they can use hand instruments. They won't be that much amount of calculus and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Yeah, just try to uh, yeah. minimize the aerosol production. Uh, yeah, that's polishing what the teeth also is a, is a bad thing during this time. Okay. If you want to use the hand instruments and say adios, it's okay. Okay. You don't need yeah. The rubber cup is not going to make it even more shinier that much. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can skip that. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. If uh, you may, you know, you may want to actually give your hygiene and assistant also during these times because their assistants may not be busy. They can do four-handed hygiene. Mm. The assistant will be handling the, you know, high-volume evacuation for the for the hygienist. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. You'll be reducing bioaerosols out there. You know, okay. You can have external, uh, you know, suction equipment which, which are available. Those devices are there which come and hang right across from the patient's face. Mm-hmm. And do the suction. You know, it's like a, it's like a kind of a cup. It's like a big flower that comes out, and that also okay. reduces bioaerosols. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, those are some of the things you can you can avoid creating generating aerosols. Hmm. Now, if a patient is 
in serious pain or a fracture uh, if there's a fractured tooth you know there are only two things you can do endo <clears throat> build up and a crown extract a bridge or an implant so mm-hmm. you may want to evaluate that and then extract it if you want to or try and save it try to avoid using a high speed handpiece if Got you it. want to do occlusal adjustment you don't need to have water or the water spray coming out you can use a steel burr and a you know high speed hand, and, and a slow speed handpiece mm. okay it might take Got another 5 uh, minutes more but big deal uh-huh. you know i understand what you're saying hmm. <laughs> suppose you have to do a really really important high end procedure at that time you can probably use an irrigant like a chlorhexidine gluconate you know like an irrigant which they use for profies yeah you know you can use that in your handpiece yeah. oh okay okay so okay yeah. how would that work again uh, how like how do we put that chlorhexidine into the uh, you know, the most, handpiece all the chairs have uh, independent reservoirs you know independent yeah. bottles yeah. right yeah so you put it in and use it uh, okay 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 do we dilute it basically you're saying no oh uh, use no. it as an irrigant yeah oh okay okay just like the whole chlorhexidine bottle could be used as you know uh, we would put that chlorhexidine I mean, bottle yeah okay that. Like, i mean these are extreme, extreme times need extreme you need to take extreme measures, measures. i got yeah. you i got you yeah okay now hmm. and then uh you know so you can control you know if somebody is coming for just preventive care you can say no man we'll do it you know once this thing cools down we can do that you know no fluorides no uh you know yeah uh, no sealants no all those things they can do it later okay okay high end items now everybody freaks out oh we'll be infected now tell me one thing who's trained more in infection control and occupational safety the patient or you mm, of course we are yeah we are professionals right right who are trained higher in infection control and safety a medical doctor a general practitioner or you me i mean you. dennis yeah yeah what is yeah 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 um we should not equate ourselves to picking up something in a restaurant or a bar or on a bus or on in a airline this we are doing professional work sometimes we'll pick up stuff yeah okay. we do mhm yeah <clears throat> that is that's another thing okay so the next level is work practice controls work practice controls are what we can do strict personal hygiene wash your hands as many times as you can when you take your gloves off wash your hands before you wear your gloves wash your hands you touch any surface wash your hands hmm. you know okay i you know a lot of people say oh you can use alcohol rub an alcohol rub will not last on your hand i mean it'll as soon as you put it it'll not kill everything in fact you know when they say 70% plus more alcohol percentage yeah <coughs> or uh, or more alcohol Mm-hmm. those things fix that alcohol will fix dirt on your hands if you're okay. going to use that alcohol you can spray your alcohol and wipe it down with spray it all over your arm i mean your hands 
and then wipe it down with a paper towel. That removes the dirt as well. Or you can use a pre-soaked, uh, you know what you call it, a paper towel. Okay. To wipe your hands. If you can wash your hands, wash your hands. That's best. That's the best. Next is using a hand, a wet wipe with the antimicrobial. The last would be an alcohol for me. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I think people are panicking. You know, general public is panicking, and uh, believe me, uh, we are. We don't have sanitizers. We don't have uh, sanitizers available wherever. You know. None of the stores have it. So, is there a way out? Um, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, so, so here, here's the thing. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> before we put the diapers on for the babies, there's something called the baby wipe. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Okay. Okay. If it can make a baby's butt clean, it'll <laughs> definitely clean your hands. I'm not joking. No, no, true. Okay, I keep I hear you. my car all the time. You know, suppose okay, I can't wipes. wash my hands sometimes. Yeah. And those are available okay. in the grocery stores. No toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah. I tell you, I, I at least know 100 sites on eBay that yeah. are selling toilet paper. Oh, I believe Where did you, they yeah. get it from? Yeah, they're scalping, you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, uh, I, I don't like this alcohol gel or alcohol spray. All those are <clears throat> those are good only after you wash your hands to kill the remainder of the germs. Ah, uh, okay. But when hands okay. are dirty, the bio burden on your hands itself denatures the alcohol. Okay, got it. I got it. Hmm. Right? Uh, then mm, yeah. Face masks. Face masks. <clears throat> You know something? All these people hype about, uh, you know, level one, level three, N95 respirators. So the the mask, <coughs> sorry, the mask we use in dentistry. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. <coughs> yeah, the masks we use in dentistry, they are not respirators right but they're great for all that mask does is if someone coughs or sneezes the particulate matter will settle on the top of the mask it will not go through the material of the mask okay the bio aerosols always will go through the up and the sides up down and sides it's called blow by it's so the purpose what, of the mask, the bio aerosols. Yeah, what is it will called? Will go to the side of. It's called blow by, blow, blow by. by. Okay. It yeah, yeah. Okay. Through, it's a blow by. Yeah. So <clears throat> the masks designed for dentistry are purely for particulate matter, so it doesn't it. St- uh, get into your nose or your mouth directly. <laughs> That's all. So, and people who say, "Oh, I'm going to use an N95." Yeah. Until unless there is a face fit. Okay. The the it is not a respirator. It is not an N95. See. Okay. The N95 they say means it has to filter out ninety five percent of 
0.3 microns or larger material through that materials uh, through the mask material okay if it doesn't have a face fit there will be a blow by blow by okay okay yeah. okay so a regular mask is good change them as often as you can between patients you can change them but since even those are not available you can use it for more than one patient or two patient or three patient don't dirty it with your dirty hands okay or yeah. your gloves yeah you know take your gloves yeah. off grab hold of those things and take it over and place it onto your <clears throat> onto a desk or something like that you know onto a barrier itself yeah, yeah. you have the yeah. next patient that is if you have to use it for more than one patient the minute you see it visibly soiled you have to change it sure so um that is masks no. if you you can also use a mask and a face shield okay yeah 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 those are good but now, most people but just like to use mask and loops yeah now <clears throat> are you trying to say that if we have the regular masks which does have a blow by uh, they are still okay to prevent a potential uh, virus infection are you trying to say that or are you saying that it's not it doesn't really help even n95 doesn't help because it's not really a close fit exactly. most of the time exactly exactly what what these masks are designed is for particulate matter large okay. particles settling on your face or on your mucosa nose or mouth yeah okay yeah <clears throat> your high volume evacuators yeah your hve yeah your rubber dam yeah. those things help remove the bio aerosols okay okay i got it so there has to be diligent use of that then um strict aseptic techniques don't touch something contaminated and touch a clean surface make sure you follow simple aseptic techniques okay diligent surface disinfection use a hospital a intermediate level hospital disinfectant like a cavicide to wipe down pardon uh like what we order uh, from cavicide uh like from banco or wherever we order from cavicide do you think it works uh, cavicide cavicide works but what am uh, for yeah of course for uh, sars cov it should work but that's not my favorite uh, okay. because that is the lowest level lowest class of disinfectants quaternary quaternary ammonia compounds are the weakest disinfectants you have so phenolics it's our dolphin technologies or dolphin pods it's called dolphin so, pods where do we pods, order yeah, that, um, you know all all of this i'm not sure this is a new new one which has just come out uh, there's a company called topen dental topen t o p p e n they okay. based out of uh, massachusetts topen yeah. dental okay massachusetts arizona they bo- those two places they're they based out of you can okay. check their website it's it's a, it's a it's a new device a good concept actually mm. then of course uh, sycan makes uh, uh, what optim okay optim uh, disinfect so optim <clears throat> optim dolphin pods and topin dental can also we can buy dolphin pods from topin dental is that what you're saying you should you should yeah okay okay so now um they are um they're used for 
instead of cavi sides or cavi wipes we use optim they are better is that what you're saying i i prefer them yeah sure okay got it no no that's fine yeah. i'm because i this is new for me no, and, so and i just want to make sure i i am a hands on researcher i have done research on both those devices and yeah. paid by the same companies <laughs> okay okay ah so don't worry about that I, i and and all of that i did it when i was a professor at school got it you know i they, yeah. they, nobody pays me for my lectures or speeches sure they sure. pay me for my research or for my professional time after that adios a lot of them uh-huh. don't like me because a lot of them for 80% of them bring crazy stuff and they expect it to work it doesn't work under standards so standard so, so uh, i is, think um, sorry to sorry to interfere here but i think this is important because some people think that we we all get a kickback out of uh, you know giving these recommendations uh, what you're trying to say there is no kickback except that you've done a research on it and you feel they're really good based on your research when you were a professor uh, working at correct. different universities okay makes sense thank you right yeah yeah and uh, you know and another thing is um, we disinfect all the high touch surfaces but here during this time it's a good idea to disinfect door handles door knobs common areas wipe down the chairs between patients even side chairs at least once or twice a day wipe it down with the disinfectant yeah you know the armrests so on get take away all the toys which you leave for the kids outside okay no toys and if you have yeah. any electronic games out there ban them from yeah. touching it Yeah, no toys, magazines, how, yeah. Yeah, keep that area clean. It, it should look like a jail cell. Tane, Tane, as you say, no, in India. Yeah, yeah, Tane. Yeah, then um, hand instruments for profi is good. Now, if you normally take X amount of time, yeah. right? Yeah. do the tooth be focused on that item and send them home boom got it mm. that's reduce patient visit time mm. when you get home when you get home get out of your scrubs wash them immediately put it into the washer oh okay your scrubs okay. your socks your jacket whatever dunk it in there go have a shower then get to your family oh okay. personal hygiene is yeah okay. okay if somebody's coughing like me and sitting in your waiting area yeah you can give them a face mask so that they don't cough on others Fair or you enough. can yeah. give it to them and ask them to go home yeah, yeah. okay Now, yeah sure those are some of the work practice controls the next uh-huh. thing you have to have is engineering controls for example the more high volume evacuation you use mm-hmm. the lesser the bio aerosols okay mm. you could use isolite or isolite like devices which are there in the mouth that yeah. re- tries to remove as much you know bio aerosols as possible right uh forehanded uh, dentistry where the assistant actually is dig- diligently removing you know the splash of pattern yeah. bio aerosols right right use of rubber dam <clears throat> that reduces bio aerosols sure then think about air scrubbers air scrubber 
Mm. So these are devices like you know you've seen those filters which portable filters you can use in your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are high-end ones where they have multiple layers of HEPA filter, carbon uh, filter, and so on. Okay. And they also have an inter- internal high ultraviolet light chamber. Okay. Very high. Okay. Yeah. So the air is sucked in <clears throat> through the filters, and whatever air goes into the chamber is zapped with the ultraviolet light. Okay. And then recirculated back into your room. Okay. So these are both portable devices, and they can be hooked into the ceilings. I know I'll send you a couple of lists. You know, in fact, Glenn also put some out. Okay. Uh, he sent me some information. I'll send the uh, information to you as well, so you can share it. You know, with with everybody. Yeah. Now, yeah. Why not? This time, this may be a time when you can actually get it installed in line into your HVAC systems. Okay, wait a minute. This is Because complicated. Like into the high volume. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, the heating and air conditioning systems. Yeah. Yeah. So. These devices, they have devices which actually go into that, which purifies uh, air for hospitals, uh, oh, okay. schools, childcare facilities, nursing facilities, and so on. So you're saying instead of having the one in the office per se, you should have one uh, called as inline HVAC um, inside no, you can, you can the HVAC. Have, these the, no, these are the options you have. Okay, you can have it you know, yeah, per operatory or. Uh, you can have it in line, and okay. you can have laminar flow. They'll come and design laminar flow so that whatever air is there flows away from people into a suction area much easily. Okay, oh. got it, got it. So <clears throat> those are um, those are some of the you know things which which uh, you could do, and those things are like engineering controls forever. You know, yeah. next time when you have let's say. A huge influenza epidemic comes up, and you have to use the same methods. Okay. You already have these things in place. Yep. The last one is immunization and other measures. Yeah. I advise everybody to go for their flu vaccines. You know. Mm. Uh, annually, I ask them to go for the TB skin test. Yeah. I ask people to go for an annual physical. Do your mm. best, you know. Okay. <clears throat> Then, in about a year, if they can actually crack the COVID code, they might even incorporate this into the next influenza vaccine or other vaccines. Sure, sure. Then sure. it comes out. Go for it because we don't want to fall sick because of somebody else. You know, if we fall sick for one week, the whole clinic is shut down, pretty much, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not only will you lose income, your assistants and hygienists, everybody lose income. You know. Right. So <clears throat> then the last thing is eat healthy, plenty of fluids, exercise, and rest. Got it. And try avoiding big communities. Uh, no dhamakas. <laughs> no big parties. I got it. <laughs> Oh. Especially no. the Punjabi ones. Punjabi ones are the toughest <laughs> ones. 
I'm the one. <laughs> I'm one of those Punjabi ones. <laughs> no, they, they're uncontrollable after a couple of beers and good food, and then there's a kid, kid doing bangra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for those who don't know what he's talking about, actually, there's there's a section of uh, India uh, called Punjabis, and they're basically uh, they party people. and they just they just want to have one or two beers and they with good food and good friends they just party so what oh, yeah. he's uh, what dr pataya is trying to say is try to avoid big communities big parties uh, so that you're not uh, you know uh, transmitting uh, covid-19 to others uh, and you know so or it's a fun it way of saying yeah or not pick it up too now i think so these are very th- I think you've gone through a, a big list of all the topics and all the important topics what we should do. Now uh I have some uh, questions uh, in two or three different other forms. For example, um thinking of let's let's start with the ideal thing. Okay, let's start with the ideal thing. Should we completely close the office or not? I think that's a big million dollar question right now. if you follow what i said uh you don't need to completely close your office you can reduce your load yeah. instead of keeping eight ops open you can keep two ops or three ops open yeah. you could have a skeletal crew you know yeah. you could make people take time off hmm. you know to stay home if they say so why do you think um so you're saying we can uh, work with the skeleton crew uh you know and uh, still be okay but why do some states like massachusetts california they have actually mandated not to open up the offices um how do you what is their thought process versus yours among those specific two states and i'm sure there are others which i don't know about sure um well some states have have not mandated some states have man- mandated it all depends okay. upon their case load and their level of caution i mean i cannot <clears throat> now if you go on to the state boards or the the state boards or the uh, association membership yeah. how many of them are in an infection control i'm not sure um ah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, some states are overtly cautious also. Okay. California and Massachusetts. There's nothing wrong in that. Some states like Washington state, I don't know what they've come up with. I don't know what New York has come up with. Ohio's mm. come up with a statement. Yeah. <clears throat> Most of the people who make a call at that level they have to be really cautious because it's always a double edged sword for them mm. if they make a strong call then dentists will be griping oh now we can't go to work we'll be losing money right if they say okay go to work then there'll be a bunch of dentists will be saying oh man this is a huge epidemic yeah and they're not bringing in regulations right 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 <laughs> so So both all the people at that level are cautious but they are optimistic that this will blow over in the next 2 weeks or 3 weeks. Hmm. Okay. I don't see that happen. It didn't hmm. happen with SARS. Either. 
Yeah, it's actually it worse than that. With SARS. The, it's Right. Do you yeah. do you think it's do you think it's worse than SARS and MERSA, which we had, MRS? <clears throat> no, no, MERS. Yeah, MERS. You talking about MERS? No. Not. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. The rate at which it is kind of, it's exponential climb. It's caused more number of, <clears throat> more number of uh, shutdowns, already, than SARS. So it's a bigger and deal. We are at the so we all agree. We are at the beginning of it. Right, exactly. So we are in a bigger. So uh, it's a bigger deal. Now, uh, with your experience, how do you say? So, uh, are you following up with China's COVID? Um, you know the whole story in the sense, has yeah. it gotten stagnant over? That's what I read at least. Um, that it has gotten stagnant. And yes. How much time did it take for China to get that that plateau? Uh, with whatever they did, De- December through last week. Right, so almost three and a half months. Exactly. Yeah, so three and a half months. Do you think it's gonna take uh, have, a similar it, amount? My, my optimistic. Yeah, if I'm going to be optimistic, I would say a minimum of two more months will keep seeing cases. But okay. I'm hoping it's not going to be climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. Okay. I'm hoping. I'm optimistic about that. Okay. So, when do you think then, it can also, plateau in the US? Yeah. I, I, nobody's going to uh, say anything. No, no, but I, I know. What? I mean, see, plateauing is also based on modeling. Modeling, you know, it's basically mathematical and statistical models. And your modeling has to have excellent sampling. Yeah. We don't have that many cases of excellent sampling. We don't. Okay. Mm. So your margin of error is going to be wide. Your standard yeah. error, your standard deviation, depending on what mm. whether you use multiple samples or one sample, it's going to be <clears throat> wider than having a huger sample. Uh, that makes sense. You know? That certainly makes sense. Now, uh, and maybe in two years a- we'll get to know. Yeah, in two years we'll model it even better, given 2020 hindsight. You see? <laughs> well, hindsight is no, no, always twenty twenty. No, hindsight is twenty twenty. And um, yeah. uh, my, <laughs> what I'm trying to come at, what I'm trying to find out is, I'm thinking like a, a practice owner. I'm thinking like um, a practice owner who, okay, if he closes, if, okay, we all can close for two weeks. Okay, we can take that brunt. Okay, maybe you, me, sure. and everybody can take a brunt. It's okay, you know, but, is it going to get worse after two weeks, you think? Because if it is going to get worse and we have to close for two more weeks, believe me, I'm sure there are certain new startups, uh, startup uh, dental offices who don't have money. They'll lose, you know, the staff would lose, uh, the unemployment would come into picture. How do you think, you know, based on your experience, nobody's going nobody's gonna to point it to you, but I'm trying to, you know, learn from your experience what is in store in the next four weeks based on your experience with MERS uh, and SARS and now COVID-19? Okay. What do you think? I feel that it's a good idea to take these two weeks off. Okay. Gear yourself up. Uh, go go back and practice your procedures well in advance. Get back to the clinic and you'll be fine. 
Will there be people who will fall sick? Sure. Mm. Will there be people who will not fall sick? Sure. Mm. You know, <clears throat> can they sue me? No. You know, because I'm not that rich. <laughs> But what, that's what I'm, Ooh, I, no, what I'm saying is, Ooh. I've seen this. Yeah, I've seen this with with multiple. Well, you know, there were times. You know, in in the late '80s and early '90s, you know, mid '90s. Yeah. yeah. Dentists didn't want to touch an HIV patient. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair, because of uh, less of that's education, fair. right? Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. When I said you got to use your gloves at that time. for treating every patient i knew a couple of endodontic faculty members who yeah. would clip the tips of their gloves because they would yeah. they would have better proprioception yeah i know what you're saying how stupid now <laughs> on the other hand <clears throat> i was in another country a fairly advanced country and then there was a professor of oral pathology who took off his gloves and wanted to feed an intraoral lesion because he felt that that is the best way to feel it wow wow okay. and this is not this is not a boonie country sub saharan africa or some boonie in india or something like that no yeah this was fairly a medically advanced country and i just looked the other way and people were shrugging their shoulders because he was one of the senior most guys in the country Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So, <clears throat> so do you yeah. so in two weeks it's going to get So now now let's go back to the ideal thing what I was trying to talk um uh, the ideal thing is that we all all dentists should be working on a skeleton gr- crew and reducing down the bio aerosols uh and Sure. That's okay. I have No, it's my dog. And, big guy, he wants to always come in with me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, my big guy is sleeping next to me. Uh, I have a dog too. I just uh, yeah, I yeah, saw your so, picture. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. what do you think um, is the ideal thing to do again? Uh, shutting down for two weeks and only or 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 only keeping skeleton crew uh, and and doing the emergency procedures. Uh, and how do we manage and balance out in the time of you know i'm thinking like a business owner i'm not a business owner myself i'm just an associate but i'm saying i have my friends who are business owners and i'm sure that these questions are everywhere what if i give him or her uh, an off and my office is closed but my bills are piling up they will pile up if not for two weeks but maybe after third week and the fourth week what if it gets worse after the third and the fourth week um Solo, what quiet. is your sorry, what is sorry, your thought process one, <laughs> no, no, one second he's kind of whenever my now, question imagine. is with your uh, with your experience with your experience um, nobody's going to come at you uh, and if somebody does uh, we're just I mean, talking we're okay. just I mean, yeah, want to yeah. come at me they can come at me yeah no 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 deal. we we are only trying to get uh, assess your with your experience that's all uh, anybody nobody sure. has nobody knows everything so my Correct. my my concern is do you think the first the the, the next two weeks are crucial for the US uh, where the where the cases are going to increase dramatically uh, and then we have to shut it down for the third and the fourth week is that better as a business owner i'm not talking about as as a economy or i'm just talking okay. only about the business owner versus 
closing it down for two weeks now uh, and then uh, it might be a better scenario third week and the fourth week what do you think based on your experience I know it's a tough question you can't answer correctly but okay no, it's, it's, it's not a tough question because uh, what I would have done is right now there are testing kits available and testing centers have increased right. so what they're bound to find if there's an organic growth of the disease or spread of the disease they're going to find a lot more cases now because they're testing more people that is called yeah. detection bias yeah the minute more people are reported to have been sick mm-hmm the press will be all over it and people will freak out even more and they might shut you down for another two more weeks yeah yeah you see that's that's what i'm saying right now if if in the next two weeks we don't find that escalation of an increase okay then by then the minds would have also settled not only the cases mm. you see Hmm. See, even if we go, if we go, all dentists and dental staff go, we are one less than one million people. Right. Okay. We go to work. But aren't we kind of like essential services? Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. We are like, like child care. I mean, daycares, centers. Yeah. We are like yeah. old people's uh, centers. Mm. Just imagine if all of them shut down how many of you how many of your staff can actually come to work how, how many of the dentists can go to work you know that easily how many hospital uh, f- you know staff and doctors can go to work mm. so the machine cannot come to a halt the machine will go on there will be cases we will see what i feel is in the next two weeks we will see the increase in number of cases and i hope it is not an increased rate of uh, increase in the rate of case occurrence case occurrence or the incidence okay. of the cases mm. yeah <clears throat> but then if we identify them early we can monitor them early we can treat them early okay you see Yeah. and we can sequester them early or quarantine them early yeah <clears throat> you know compared to compared to sars and now china has done a fantastic job for covid okay. as opposed to what they did for sars okay you know? right now and why do you why do you think sorry to interfere this is a very annoying question for me uh, yeah. personally why do you think all those things start from china I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, but I'm trying to understand sure. why SARS, MERS, now COVID, somehow they are originating in one or the other parts of China. Why is that a reason, okay. you think? Okay. <coughs> so, where did Ebola come from first? <coughs> Ebola came from Africa, right? right it came from the fruit bats so somebody must have gotten bitten by a a bat right who was probably hunting in the forests brought it yeah. to his village and then it spread all over some area uh-huh in china 
they had uh, the H1N1. Yeah. SARS. Yeah. Uh, they eat a lot of exotic meats. Okay. Right? Okay. That's their culture. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then once once a country becomes wealthy, see, maybe in the past only the Mandarin could afford all those kinds of meat. <laughs> okay. Twenty <laughs> five years ago, if you went to China, it is yeah. it was nowhere as advanced and beautiful and wealthy as it was two years ago when I'd gone to Chengdu. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the affordability it. of all foods exactly. and things it's become commonplace mm. now. So okay. if let's say if it is a fad to eat a bat let's say uh, all the youngsters would love to you know what you call show off and they'll go eat one maybe yeah okay maybe yeah yeah now more number of youngsters can afford it and when people can afford it instead of it being in the caves it'll probably be brought to the market and reared in the market in small cages hmm and that's why that's how it spreads okay so basically exotic food yeah, in, 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 you know in africa probably we went into the habitat of the of the wildlife yeah <coughs> but in more wealthier situations wildlife is brought in into the market and made into domestic produce mm. okay <coughs> hmm. okay so it can then mers came from uh, camel origin in in the Arabian subcontinent. Okay. And then from hmm. uh, Arabia, it went to South Korea, of all the places. Wow. Why is it occurring in South Korea and China? And why is it spreading? I'll tell you why. Because the world is now like a marble. When I left India, <coughs> 87, mm-hmm. 87, 88, that time, yeah. flying to the US was a big thing. It used to take me about 32 hours to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I can land from Dallas to New Delhi. 14 mm. hours, 16 hours. No, I mean, from Chicago to New Delhi, there used to be a direct flight. Before, American yeah. Airlines used to do that. But now, I have to go to Toronto and then take a flight to Delhi. Uh-huh. So, Dallas to Toronto, Toronto to uh, Delhi. <clears throat> it's not far. Yeah. It's like flying from here to New York, and if there's a good connection, boom, you're there in in 14 hours or 13 and a half hours. If there's a good tailwind, 13 hours. So, okay. And people can afford to travel everywhere. People go everywhere. They do business everywhere. That's why we see more diseases coming in more often. Mm. You know, before in the past, if, if SARS had to come, they would take probably 30 days to travel by boat from China to the US and half the people would have died and the rest would have survived wouldn't have the disease right 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 I but understand it it's basically a globalization it's basically the globalization exactly. which is okay alright hmm alright so um, this is what I you know you have to uh, if if you're forced to shut down you have to do it you can't do anything but that but how long will the government want you to be government want you to be forcefully shut down yeah now 
would you i don't know if uh, it's a right question uh, and it's up your alley or not but talking about you know assistants or the staff uh, in a dental office being told to take it off and they have they would file for unemployment and things like that do you do you have any information or idea about such um such things such information do you know anything about that no okay no, no. yeah i mean uh, i'm already inundated with my own subject matter yeah and sure, sure. you know yeah my, i no, mean no, i do I, a lot of online training of yeah and then i i hardly have any of the time for that you know but i i see that there are coming trying to uh, have programs as such but think about it you know having some kind of an insurance you know yeah will help will help No. But I'm sure you, if you want to go for that they will charge an arm and a leg too, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, um yeah. somebody who doesn't have any symptoms uh and but they you know we all dentists are considered to be high risk uh in getting such a such a coronavirus uh, we could be infected with them easily. Uh my question is when is the right time to get um a test done um i know some some patients some some dentists i know have gotten the test done uh prophylactically just to make sure you know they are not infected right now uh when is the right time you think to to go ahead and get the test done when you're not feeling well contact your family physician or as soon as possible go to a doctor and get it done If you don't have any signs and symptoms, don't worry. There might be a chance that somebody else who's fallen sick has exposed you. At that time, you will be notified by the doctors, by that person's doctors, that you need to also get a test done. See? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There is no timeline on that. I would say if you're not feeling well, then go. And go immediately. Don't waste time. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think um at the end of the at the end of this discussion I'm trying to find out still trying to find out what would be the best case scenario um as as a country to control uh this the spread of infection and the second scenario as a business owner to not lose business and still control the the virus right. the spread of virus so what would uh in both the scenarios what would be your uh recommendations okay. see right now what the government is trying to do is flatten the curve what they mean yes. flatten the curve is 50 people don't come to your clinic at one time yeah okay so your facility is not going to be forced to shut down like a bar or a restaurant mm right right the chances of them picking up a disease in your clinic is lesser than them picking it up in a restaurant or on a bus yeah. or on a plane you see you get that yeah yeah <clears throat> so that is one of the reasons why they haven't made every single clinic shut down hmm. they all have 32 teeth and they have felt toothache at one time or the other Right. They know how important dentistry is. Mm. 
as mm-hmm. well. They know that we follow much higher standards of infection control than most than most other professions. We do, mm-hmm. but some <coughs> states. <coughs> I'm sorry. Some states have stronger labor laws. You see, Massachusetts and California has stronger labor laws, so they are forced to make a stronger okay uh, decision. Mm. That is one thing. See, so people coming to a dentist is not going to increase or decrease flattening the curve. You don't I, go okay. to the dentist daily. You go to the dentist once in six months at best, and we hope everybody comes once. Yeah, phenolics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hydrogen peroxide based uh, ones. You have. Um, Hypochlorous acid based uh, ones. You have, uh, yeah. you know, hydrogen mm-hmm. bromide mm-hmm. Okay. based ones. So the ones which are available in the market, I mean, the the most. Uh, simple one I would think is like Optim Optim surface disinfectant comes both in wipes and sprays Mm -hmm. so you can use those that that is a hydrogen peroxide based disinfectant that's pretty good and there's another one uh, which is a hypochlorous acid one. It's recently been introduced into the market. I don't get its okay. name. Cases coming down, they'll ask you to start going back. All of everybody to start getting back to normal, but still be cautious. If the cases start increasing, they'll probably maintain it at this level. Uh, and restaurants and those kinds of businesses will be hurt more than we will be hurt. Got it. The longer they make people wait from accessing the dental care, more problems will the patients have, and there'll be a lot more emergency cases. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so what I would say is, be cautious, be open. Just because you didn't get it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. Just because you don't. You didn't get it. It doesn't mean your other staff members cannot get it. Mm-hmm. Just because you've been healthy all all time, and then all of a sudden you feel that you've got it, and then yeah. you have to inform a whole bunch of people. So yeah. it's not going to change it one way or the other in a prediction manner. But what I would say is, hopefully, if all the tests go well. If we don't identify that many extra rate of cases, the incidence yeah. is not higher because mm-hmm. of the testing. Yeah. Then the government will automatically tell you guys down, and it should kind of come to, uh, you know, a decrease or a control in about a month and a half. Worst okay. case, two months. But things they find <clears throat> if it's still not flattening out, it may go up to three months. You know. Now, um, so it took three and a half months for uh, China to bring it to, you know, stabilize it. Let's flatten the curve, as you say, number one. Number two, right. 
do you have any information about how Italy and um, other countries are doing? I mean, obviously, and of course, U.S. Um, I'm only saying we have two experiences or two countries who are ahead of us in a way. Uh, of uh, how do you think? How long? Even if now we know, we certainly know more than what China knew or, or Italy knew. Uh, we certainly know more than them. And do you think it could take, is it going in a similar direction, in a similar exponential direction, just like uh, China I, or I, Italy? I think so. Yes, I think so. Except we've okay. learned from two countries and we're learning from the whole of Europe. The thing <clears throat> with Italy is they have some of the oldest uh, living people in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet all those old living people are very social people. They hang out together. <laughs> are you talking about, about Florida it, here? You know? Are you talking about Florida here in the US? Also. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking of Italy. I'm talking of Italy, the country. <laughs> I'm not talking yeah, of Florida where it not only attracts all the Americans, they they even attract <laughs> the Canadians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, so so that's what I mean in Italy the cases there are a lot more cases of older people who have yeah. got infected and died and okay. remember one thing Italy has got better you know ICU infrastructure and respirators in infrastructure than the US has they have a lot more hospital beds than wow. the US has oh, wow. US has less than a hundred uh, less than a million uh, uh, emergency beds available functional Okay. They might have, you know, a few hundred thousand respirators. That's it. Yeah. They have 320 plus million people. China will never okay. face a short a shortage because they only, they always manufacture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We do. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a learning process even for, for any government, be it, you know, politically, be it a Republican, Democrat, or an independent government. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, even even you. if if Teddy Roosevelt was there, he'd have made a mistake on this one. Let me yeah, tell because you. because they don't know. Yeah, they don't know what to expect. Exactly. Okay. But right. let, let's, let's hope it goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um Oh. Uh, thank you for all the Thanks. questions and answering and um, and certainly we'll continue uh, you know uh, exploring this and uh, I know you you have a pretty active social uh, social media group Facebook group also and um, we can I'll talk never get, probably I'll never get I'll never get COVID from social media <laughs> well let's stay home then right <laughs> oh I, yeah I do Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Would you like to get a really small email a couple times a month to see what hashtag POD is up to? What are we reading? What are we listening to? What are we doing? What's stupid, funny, entertaining, and some weird stuff that we've gotten ourselves into? Then go to podcastsofdentistry.com slash extra. E-X-T-R-A. That's right podcastsofdentistry.com slash extra and you will get a really small email from us to give you that little extra kick and keep you busy exploring the world we travel. You can also find us on Facebook at 
podcastofdentistry.com/facebook thank you for listening #pod and i'll see you inside